it was that it was a show that I go, all right, all right, this episode wasn't great. Surely next episode they'll they'll uh, punch it up a bit. And then the next episode gets more uh, frustrating even more. And I was like, it's like you didn't learn what was so garbage about the last episode. The light fades with death's cold embrace. You've already been zipped and tagged. Struggle as you might, it will not help. No one can break out of the body bag. Here to oversee the autopsy, your hosts, Chris Thomas and Broke Rider Dave. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Dave Makes Chris's uh, Life Very Hard, because uh, <laughs> we have another hashtag Chris hates, and, you know, for a horror movie podcast, you know, why don't we have, give Chris his top 10 most hated, sla- <clears throat> hated slashers, <laughs> and you gave me this list about, like, it feels like two weeks ago. And it was longer than that. It was like a month. Was it? Has it really? Yeah. And it took exactly that long for me to try to figure out what to put on this list. Oh, man. Well, because for a number of reasons. Well, one, I had to look up and figure out, all right, what constitutes a slasher movie? Like, what makes a slasher movie different than, like, any other movie? Yeah. Like, any other horror and stuff like that? So the person had basically had to have a gimmick or something. Because a lot of the movies I was thinking about putting on there, I was like, all right, but is that but is that a slasher? It was just a pain in the ass. Um, I thought my found footage horror thing was a hard one to do. This one was ten times tougher. But I got the list. All right. And I actually have them numbered so I can keep myself on track. And they actually go by terms of intensity. All right. So this is a first. So this is hashtag Chris hates slashers. Starting with number ten. Uh, I'll go ahead and say that three of these things on our list are ones that we've already reviewed. Okay. Only three. I didn't want it to just be a list of things that we reviewed. Number 10, Madman. Okay. <laughs> this one just makes the list because it was forgettable. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, especially when we compared it to the movie The Burning, which we, it was a versus episode. Yeah. The, the Burning was infinitely better. Yeah. And... Madman Mars, I, it's forgettable and you know, it was just boring. You know, the thing that stood out to me in that movie more so than the actual villain was just that awkward hot tub scene. Like yeah. when you when you talk about the movie Madman, I immediately think of that awkward, uncomfortable, weird, sexually charged hot tub scene before I even think of Madman Mars, the person that the movie is named after. Yeah, that's true. But good for Madman getting mentioned on both of our lists episodes. I know. When you said Madman in your last uh, list, I was like, I'm just going to stay quiet because uh, <laughs> Madman made it. Up. When you said, yeah, Madman was like a boring movie, I was like, yeah, so boring it made it on my list. It it's probably because we brought up the hot tub scene too. Then. The, just the hot tub scene, is, that was just so awkward oh, that oh, I yeah. – that I, it, yeah, yeah, have the camera rolling, and it's like, are we gonna cut anytime soon? Like, 
Like, I remember watching it and feel like, should, should I leave my room for this? Like, what is going on here? Looking at my phone, I'm like, all right, like, we've been sitting on these two, like, looking at each other, circling this hot tub for, like, three minutes. This song's almost over. Yeah, they did the full song of them just swirling around in a hot tub. And that's what you can take away from Madman, yeah. aside from Madman Mars. It, it falls into that generic haunted camp movie you know, every movie wants to be like Friday the 13th when Friday the 13th came out. Some knockoffs were better than others, like we talked about Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. But Madman, I don't hate it. It was just forgettable. Yeah. So that's why it makes 10 and not like number one. All right. Number nine. This one was, I think, I think it was a Netflix original. I don't know if you would call it a slasher movie, but it is about a slasher extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile the movie about uh ted bundy starring zach efron okay all right now zach efron was not what was wrong with it i think zach efron was perfect casting he and he's charming as hell throughout the movie which is exactly what what ted bundy was yes which i can understand that's what you were trying to do you wanted to cast somebody good looking charming charismatic leading man to kind of show off, you know, this is what Ted uh, Bundy was like, and this is why he was so dangerous, because he just lures people in with his charm. My issue comes in the very end. If you haven't seen the movie, he's basically talking to his uh, wife, I believe it was at the time, who he was married to whilst performing these murders. And there's a weird tone shift near the end where they kind of make you feel sorry for him. And he admits that, yeah, he killed this one woman uh, with a hacksaw. He's in prison and he's behind like plated glass and he like steams up the glass with his breath and he, and he writes out hacksaw. He basically admits it to her. And it's just weird. Like yeah. the tone was weird. Like they made you kind of feel sorry for him. And at the same time, it would have been so yeah. much better if he just kept denying his guilt all the way up until his dying days. I don't know. Well, it was so just, I, haven't, I didn't read too much into like, like I know what he did, but did he, he did deny it until his dying days, didn't he? Like in real life? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I mean, plus Netflix is filled with Ted Bundy, like documentaries yeah. and stuff like that. And I, I had watched the Ted Bundy tapes before watching. I watched a lot of those uh, Netflix original series about, uh, serial killers and crime and stuff like that. I think uh, the recent one they just did was John Gacy. Um, but the Ted Bundy tapes were a lot better. I think that they had a winning cast and a winning idea, but they fumbled at the end. And that's why it's number nine. It was just weird. It was just a weird tone shift. These first couple are just not mad, just uh, could have been handled better. So Chris hates, maybe not necessarily. Chris is indifferent to, or Chris has issues with, it would probably be more apt. Chris isn't mad. He's just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. All right, except for now we're getting into uh, more of... All right, number eight. My issue with the slasher is Rob Zombie's take on Michael Myers. Now, I've defended Rob Zombie's Michael Myers. We had a whole episode where we yeah, defended we yeah. Halloween, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 3. Yeah. And I still do. I still defend it, but... I did say that the thing that I think a lot of people would have issues with, not even the cursing, not the dropping F-bombs every, so not just the exploitation 
style shooting of the movie. But that when you give Michael Myers a backstory like, oh, he comes from an abusive family. His dad verbally abused him and probably beat him. I think that takes away from what makes Michael Myers a good horror villain in that. Yeah, it takes away from the mystique. It takes away from the idea of he was just a kid that went crazy. Yeah. He was just a normal kid. Could have been any family. It could have been any suburban family and their kid just went crazy and just killed people. He just went insane and he's evil. Even the current uh, Michael Myers that they have with, you know, the 2018 resurgence of it. Yeah. They'll have it as just this. They didn't give him a tragic backstory. No. It's just like, he's crazy. And and he's, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of issues with Halloween Kills, and I still have issues with Halloween Kills, but they did. Halloween Kills did have Big John and Little John. Yeah, but they didn't have, you know, the reason why Michael is actually, you know, doing this is, you know, you don't understand. He was abused as a kid, and, you know, I was like, yeah, but so are a lot of people. Uh, But they don't become serial killers. Plus, they changed his first kill from being his sister, just some kid who bullied him. I didn't like that either. Yeah, I mean, that which is scarier? Your your sister, you know, sister's upstairs, like with her boyfriend, and then just gets killed by her brother, who's just downstairs. Last last you checked, your your brother was just downstairs. He was just chilling out. Yeah, and then he kills you, or. Oh, he he was bullied by this kid, and he took and and he. It's like you. It's like you're yeah. kind of. Ru- I mean, you made the bully more dislikable than your serial killer. Yeah. Which is, I think, that's where you kind of fumbled the ball. Like when yeah. you think of Michael Myers, he needs to be the biggest bad guy. Is like he can. That's why I like the new Michael Myers as well, because he's willing to kill a kid. Oh no, yeah. that that was Rob Zombie, or was that Rob Zombie where they killed a kid? Where no um, that that might have been that might have been Rob Zombies, but at the same time I I just don't like the <laughs> fact that um I just know that Rob Zombies one had you I think it might have been the second one where he comes across that little kid and the kid, little kid is like do you want to be friends I don't remember which one that was in I think that was Rob Zombies second one but I don't know if he killed the kid in that one but but he did kill kids in the in the newer one which Michael just needs to be evil. And you and and there's no reason for it, exactly. so that's why I've. While I'll defend Rob Zombie's Halloween, I still have issues with his take on Michael. Yeah. All right. Now we're getting into some hot garbage. Okay. All right. Number seven. I I don't even remember the dude's name, but he was the killer in Fear.com. <laughs> now I, I mean oh. I, I I don't consider this movie a slasher, but I mean he would be some, considered one just because some people consider this a slasher. I well, do. So, well, yeah. all right. Well then, because it also has yeah. ghosts and all that business in it. But ooh, uh, this, this is our. I, I they wanted so bad for this guy to be like the next big serial killer, and yeah. I, I to the point I don't even remember his name. <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember the dude's name. We don't even see him killing anybody. He just does a lot of talking. Oh, God. Yeah. This du- this dude just does... They gave this dude dialogue, like, listen to how twisted this dude, you know, he, he's let her know right up front, yeah, I'm killing you, and look at the cameras, and stuff like that, and it's like, all right, but you haven't really done anything. Yeah. I mean, you've just... The movie's just insinuated that you're this 
twisted, demented killer, but I have yet to see any evidence of that. That whole movie is just trash. Throw it away. Like, I thought this was going to be number one on your list. Uh, No. Number one deserves its number one spot. Fear.com, I will say, it's fun to watch in a group once. With commercials. With commercials. And the commercials are good, not only because they were timed really hilariously, but you need kind of a break in between all the (laughs) nonsense going on to be like, what is happening? Yeah. So... It's worth a watch in a group. Have one or, you know, two or three drinks and then just watch it and make fun of it on a Friday night with some friends. Other than that, you can just leave it alone. And, you know, you know, a lot of these movies might irritate me, but I I like the fact that now I have it in my index of movies I've seen now. Yeah. Now I don't have to watch it again. And now I don't have to watch it again. So, all right. So that's number seven. Number six is... Anyone that is not John Kramer from the Saw franchise. Okay. I love the Saw franchise. The uh, The first three are probably one of my top three favorite horror trilogies or, or you know, horror series is the yeah. first three. And I even like, you know, uh, four and five. I do yeah. enjoy them. But once John Kramer Jigsaw is no longer in the picture, I don't really care. I, I'm I'm pretty much here watching for the flashbacks of Tobin Bell as Jigsaw. You have Hoffman, you have uh, John's wife, you have another guy who's a doctor who 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 John took under his wing at one point, and it's just their motivations are just oh I'm a disciple of Jigsaw. Yeah, at least Jigsaw as much as his reasons got hypocritical and nonsensical at least he had at least for the first three all right i had cancer i went got into this crash and i came out uh with a new appreciation for life and i punish people who don't appreciate their life or who take advantage of people and and stuff like that and i'm and I'm doing it. Yeah, so the ritual motivations were great. It his, made sense. His original, and and you know, to the point where even to the point where even when when you're like, yeah, but that doesn't make sense. You can chalk it up to all right. Well, it makes sense to him. Yeah, it makes sense to him. This is his motivations. It might not make sense to you, but to him, it's it. You know, uh, he's doing it for a purpose. Yeah. Everybody else is just like, oh well, it's because it's what Jigsaw wants. And it's like, yeah, but you're just saying that. Nobody, yeah. you don't know that. Why do you care so much about what Jigsaw wants to do with these things to these extremes? Plus, how are you so technologically savvy? Jigsaw was an engineer and an inventor. How is yeah. it that you're putting together all this stuff? Even if a lot of this stuff was like maybe invented beforehand, you would still have to set it up. Like, like I could see the doctor being able to handle some of those like, stuff. Like yes, but like being somebody educated, yeah. Yeah, but some of these people like Detective Hoffman, he's a detective. Yeah. How does he know like how and apparently everybody knows how to take voice clips of John Kramer and edit them so they can make his jigsaw voice. Yeah. Everybody everybody is an expert in audio editing. So once Jigsaw is out of the picture, I don't really care. I mean, I still like I still like him enough, but I don't care nearly as much after he died in the third one. Yeah. So anybody that is not John Kramer makes the list of, of my slashers as I'm like I just don't care. <laughs> number five, I f- I was tr- I was batting around what to number this one, but number five seemed appropriate. 
And if I were to like put all of these on the list, then it would just take up a list of itself. So I just decided to group all of these into one thing. All right. Number five is from the 2000 to 2010 generic reboots. And I'm talking 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm talking 2008 Friday the 13th. I'm talking about 2005 House of Wax. All right. Because you can pretty much... They all have the same setup. A group of friends get stranded out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. that That's li- of the three that I just told you. Those are three. Those are the three. Uh, they share the exact same. A Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. Group of friends get stranded out in the middle of nowhere. Get terrorized by some people. Friday the 13th from 2008. A group of friends out in the middle of nowhere. Getting terrorized by some people. Uh, House of Wax 2005. Group of friends out in the middle of nowhere. Getting terrorized by people. But I think they had to go through these like reboots failing to get to the point where they do what they're doing now with like the requels. I you you mean and to realize to realize yeah, that, all right th- this isn't working. Yeah, and then they so they kind of reboot it but make it different the, like a continuation of now, what was happened before. Now all of these movies are ones that I will watch with a group of friends and just. It's kind of like those popcorn. It's just a popcorn flick horror movie where it's just yeah. just turn it on and whatever. But they just become so generic in that. Other than Paris Hilton and House of Wax, and was it Dean in the uh, Friday the Thirteenth? Sam from a uh, is it Sam Supernatural. or Supernatural? Yeah, so, yeah Supernatural. Yeah, he was in House of Wax and Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Other than those two, all of the characters are just interchangeable. Yeah. They're just your generic group of friends in the middle of nowhere, and they're getting picked off one by one. I mean, there's nothing in them to, other than maybe one or two death scenes, yeah. there, there's nothing separating them from... It, well, it's I just, liked uh, Daniel Panabaker in Friday the 13th. I mean, again, they're, they're, I'm not saying that all of these movies are without anything. Yeah. They're just... That's why they, I titled them Generic Reboots from the 2000 to 2010. Yeah. Because it was just, we know why this movie's being made. You know, it's the blatant cash grab of, you know, where it's by title alone is what's putting people in the theaters. Yeah. I'll even, I'll even put uh, Last House on the Left in there. Because I went and saw Last House on the Left, the remake. Yeah. Which uh, actually has uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad in it. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, which is pretty interesting. But... That was another one where it was like, except for instead, a, a group of friends, this case, a group of serial killers, stranded out in the middle of nowhere, getting terrorized by their victim's parents. Yeah, I remember because I accidentally watched that movie when we were supposed to watch The Girl Next Door. Which, in all honesty, I liked it better than Girl Next Door. Girl just yeah. Next Door just made me uncomfortable. Yeah. that was. Which the, it's supposed to do that, but yeah. even still, I was like, man, this is a tough one. And it turned out that our guest canceled, so I was like, <laughs> I just watched this movie for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god yeah but yes those generic reboots that's why it's number five for me just because i they're not without merit but they're also obvious cash grabs yeah. and they're just interchangeable like you i could watch a quarter of one movie leave for an hour and come back and you could have put on another one of these movies and i wouldn't have known that you changed the movie yeah i would have looked at, at one of the characters and I'm like oh i didn't realize that person was in here all right yeah <laughs> All right, number four. I had forgotten about this movie, and it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember seeing it in theaters. 
uh, see no evil with uh, Kane from wrestling from WWE. I love see no evil. I I don't absolutely hate it, but it's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> the it, premise a, alone, it, yeah. the premise alone is kind of ridiculous. Just a group of uh, were they juveniles or were they uh, adults? Because they were in like oh you're as as your punishment you have to you have to tidy up this abandoned hotel. <laughs> yeah, I think they're a juvenile. Yeah, as part of your punishment, you see this rundown hotel that we're probably gonna condemn anyway. You got to tidy it up. Yeah, you got to clean up this thing that we're obviously gonna end up demolishing anyway. <laughs> and then one dude gets crushed by his safe. Yeah, and you know, just such a funny way, but it's, it's yeah, it's one of those movies. It's like, it's a fun. It's like my horror guilty pleasure movie right there. That, but and you know what? That is completely fine. Yeah, because I saw that in theaters, and I remember you know not hating it. And this is why the slasher genre, as a Chris hates, was very hard for me because it's I can get pissed off at a lot of horror movies, but slashers, I kind of have a well, I'll, I'll explain it to you a little bit later. All right. Isn't Danielle Harris in that too? Or was she in the second one? Uh, I didn't even know they made a second one in all honesty. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Again, the last time I saw it was when it came out, which was a long time ago. Yeah. And I just remembered it. And I was like, you know, thinking back, that was a pretty dumb premise. <laughs> and Kane, which is funny because Kane was my favorite wrestler back in the day. Um. <laughs> Kane and Undertaker. Uh, I was actually watching like old wrestling videos like last week, and I just, I watched I, that his like wrestling debut when he I, came out. I have a soft spot for wrestlers in horror movies, just because in the '90s and early 2000s, I was it, it was a bonding thing for me and my dad. Yeah, you know, I remember back when wrestling had people like Rikishi, Rick yeah. Foley. Um, <laughs> McFoley, uh, um, the Hardy Boys. Hardy uh, Boys are still wrestling, surprisingly. I'm talking about. The, I'm just talking about the early days of. Yeah. Uh, back when The Rock was big in, in wrestling, you know, yeah. before he made his transition into in movies. Hollywood, yeah. So I I do have a soft spot whenever I see uh, wrestlers in horror movies or just in movies in general, but um, it has to be said. I mean, I can understand why it's a guilty pleasure for you, but that was a ridiculous movie. Yeah. Uh, and it was somewhat forget. I I just remembered it when I was trying to think of movies to pad this list out, and it was just more forgettable. I, I haven't yeah. watched it since. Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch it sometime this week. Three, on the other hand, is something that you will totally agree should be on this list. Venom. Oh gosh. Venom makes this list again. Venom makes a bunch of our lists. Um, Such a terrible movie. To the point where we had to have a special episode where I had to pitch a way to make it better. Yeah, a more likable version of it. it. Again, it's the people in it are frustrating to watch. <laughs> again, I haven't watched it since we had to review it. Yeah. I don't remember who did, did you suggest this movie that we watched to review it? No, I think uh, someone on Instagram suggested this for us. They're like, okay, uh, and and you know what? It, it was worth it because this has made many a list ever yeah. since. If you want the full scoop, go listen to episode six of season one. Go. Apparently, it's that bad. You remember which episode it was. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not as angry about it anymore now, probably because I forgot because I'm not fresh off of watching it. 
you know, if time, you wouldn't watch it tonight, you'd be like, I'm so mad right now. Time heals all wounds. Um, so that the the seething anger has simmered down, but I just remember, if anything, I remember the hate that I felt for it more than I remember why I hated it, yeah. because I only watched it once, and apparently that was enough. Yeah, and um, I just remember having frustrating characters, nonsensical reasons for things happening, and and just have avoided it like the plague ever since. Yeah, like it was free to watch on YouTube, and yet I still felt robbed. Still felt like I spent too much money on they, this movie. They still charged me my time. Yeah. So that one definitely made the list. That one was a no-brainer making the list. Yeah. Number two, I guarantee a lot of people haven't seen. And it's not necessarily a slasher, but it involves a slasher. It involves Jack the Ripper. Okay. It's called, it was a television series called Time After Time that aired in 2017 that, that sounds familiar. Basically, it involved Jack the Ripper and H.G. Wells. The author H.G. Wells, who was the author of uh, War of the Worlds, The Time Machine, Invisible Man. He's considered the father of sci-fi. Yeah. They, via Time Machine, get transported from their era to modern-day Manhattan. Jack the Ripper's running around. And of course, they make Jack the Ripper uh, this suave, sexy looking man because it's a TV series and you need a suave, sexy yeah. man, which is hilarious. It's like, this guy's Jack the Ripper. He's, you know, credited with killing dozens of women. We need to make him have sex appeal. They also, and they made did the same thing for H.G. Wells. They gave H.G. Wells a six pack. And that's why there's only 12 episodes. I thought that there were less. Um, I mean, I just Googled it, but five episodes aired on ABC. Yes. And then the last seven aired on Access. I don't know what that is. I only watched the first, like, six, because, I mean, the premise sounded intriguing, but then that shit just got ridiculous. It was basically Jack the Ripper and H.G. Wells running around through time. Yeah. Which... Actually, just finished watching like a docu series on Jack the Ripper. Uh huh. It's like this thing where they are investigating to see if Jack the Ripper and H.H. Uh, Holmes was the same person. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really interesting. It's uh the the premise when when you say H.G. Wells and Jack the Ripper and time travel, like initially I'm like, all right, you've got my attention. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'm I'm willing to stick this out and see where this goes, but it just gets so, like. It yeah. falls into, oh, damn! I just realized what should have been my number one, but uh, but I, I'm gonna throw this one in there as a as a as a bonus one that I'm gonna put alongside number two, and right. that's a current series that's on called The Prodigal Son. I've seen commercials for that. Yeah, I've I try to like this. In fact, you know what? I'm going to let time after time off the hook. Actually, I'm putting this movie at, I'm putting this series at number two. This series pisses me off way more than time. after. I'm surprised it took me a second to remember this movie or this TV series. You have, you have Michael Sheen playing a Hannibal Lecter type killer, except for instead of a, he's a doctor, he's a surgeon, uh, but he's not a cannibal and his son works for the FBI. Okay. And I'm intrigued. His son, ha, you know, likes the macabre sometimes, 
and he works for the FBI solving cases, and he often has to go to his dad, who's a serial killer, who's locked up in a maximum security prison. He has to go to his dad sometimes for advice on how to solve cases. That sounds like a great premise for a show. Yeah, I like shows like that. These characters are so unappealing to watch. Except Michael Sheen. The biggest sin of this show is that they waste a perfectly good Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen, this movie should have been nothing but Silence of the Lambs meets The Blacklist. Okay. The movie should have just been nothing but Michael Sheen as this former serial killer going around helping the uh, FBI solve crimes. It should have been basically Hannibal, but made for regular TV audiences, tamed down for regular TV audiences. Okay. But they make the lead character a whiny... uh, The lead character isn't Michael Sheen, it's his son. Yeah. They make the lead character this whiny emo dude. They make his mother and sister... Sorry, his mother and sister detestable to watch, and they're in it a lot. They, They... they try to shoehorn in. They, I remember they tried to shoehorn in a um, a uh, police brutality message into it, which which came out of nowhere. Not saying that a message of police brutality shouldn't be addressed. It very it really should, but they shoehorned it in to the point where it made no sense within the narrative of the actual show. Yeah, it was like. Because one of the lead FBI agents uh, or detectives is uh, a black man. Yeah. And just like out of nowhere, like a racist cop is calling him boy and, and profiling him and stuff like that. I was like, wait a second. Like, the, like the, I, I, under, I understand what this what you're trying to say, but this seems like it would have been more in an episode of Law and Order. Not yeah. a not a like this had nothing to do with anything that we're. I have no no problem with you trying to have a message in a mo- in a show, but you shoehorned. It, it was shortly after one of the big uh, police killings. Uh, yeah, you could tell that they shoehorned this in like last minute, like because it, it happened like two weeks ago. Um, yeah. So again, no problem with the message of what you're trying to say, but it's very obvious it had nothing to do with the narrative yeah. of the story. Which is why it made me even more upset because I was like, I would have wished that if you were going to go about doing this, you would have done it in a way that made sense instead of trying to be like, hey, look, we're, hey, look, quick, we're, yeah. we're down with the cause too when uh, – that pisses me off more when yeah. – you know what? When, when, when corporations pretend to be down with social issues but they're obviously not – I just went off on a tangent that I had no idea that I was about to go on. (laughs) This that movie wasn't or that show wasn't even on the list, but it had to. So (laughs) time after time, you you you're actually saved. Prodigal Son makes number two. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Now number one. Number one deserves this list of number one. All right. And I guarantee you, it's a movie that nobody's heard of. It's called Cavity. I believe it's I believe it's called Cavity. Now I'm sure there's another horror movie out there called Cavity. It's not that one. This one was a low budget, no budget uh, horror movie about a serial killer who goes around. I uh, he he like 
dates women and then brings them back home and like kills them basically. Okay. The reason why I mean that just sounds like a generic horror movie slasher. Yeah. The reason why this gets number one is for the lead actor who plays the serial killer. You can tell that this was this guy's first role and he had no idea what he was doing and tr- hamming it up trying to it was like they said all right ad lib and the guy is trying to add in his version of ad libbing to try to give himself character he I'll, I'll put it to you this way there's a scene where after he kills this one woman he is then sitting at a dinner table talking to her corpse on the opposite side of the dinner table calling her a bitch and laughing at it. And it just comes off very weird. Yeah. And all will make sense when I tell you who the lead actor is. And then okay. you'll be like, oh, that's why it's God awful who, who you casted as uh, the main serial killer. Uh, and the main, uh, the main, the main actor is your boy, Chris Thomas. <laughs> I was in a, Low budget, no budget horror movie. All right. Uh, I believe it was called Cavity. It was back when I was like 19. Okay. <laughs> and if I can try to find it, I will. Yeah, because I want to watch that. I don't because I haven't <laughs> seen it since this movie came out. This movie, um, uh, whew, um, I, I, I even injured my hand because I there was a scene where I had to operate a chainsaw. <laughs> and I and I cut my hand on a chainsaw that wasn't even oh. turned on. Um, we decorated up uh, the the girl who played the victim, her garage. Yeah, it was, it was supposed to be my murder basement, and uh, I was supposed to be a cra- just a crazy dude <laughs> who, who just kills people. Oh, and it it was funny because we, I think this was for a contest. Okay. And at one point, uh, a lot. I don't blame the director at all. I, I don't want to. I don't want to say his name because I don't want to put him on blast or anything. Because I don't know what he's doing nowadays. Um, so I don't want to put him on blast or anything. But it was like he wanted to finish it, but then a lot of the people involved in the production kind of went off and did their own thing, and then just kind of forgot about. It. So he had to kind of shoehorn together a short movie based on the clips that we had and it just yeah. came out like nonsensical and I'd look back on it and I just see my acting I'm like god I've been in a number of uh college films yeah. a co- like a handful yeah and I hate my acting <laughs> that, there's a reason why I'm uh yeah. I'm not an actor right now yeah it's cuz I I I suck at it but mm-hmm. yes that's why it's number 1 cavity starring your boy Chris Thomas all right yeah was not expecting that. And if I can, I will try to find it. I, yeah, it might be in I would one of love to watch this. Yeah, it might be in one of my old Yahoo accounts. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to. I might have to ask around and see if I can yeah. unbury it. All right. But that's my hashtag. Chris hates slashers. I'm my own worst enemy. Yeah. All right. And your next list. Yes. Give me something. That I'm not going to be tearing my hair out trying to think of. Okay. Um. Do, do, do. I always tell myself that I'm going to have your list ready by the time we end recording, and I, n- I always end up making it on the fly. Yeah, same. Uh, I think 
It's time to give you Chris loves. No, it has to be a Chris hates because you're doing you. We have to balance out your top oh. ten loving with a. Okay. But next, next, next list that I'll give you after the next one you do will be. Uh, we'll switch it up. Okay. All right, Chris hates. All right, that's gonna. I think I got it. All right. Chris hates the winner. So your uh, ten most hated movies that take place during the winter. I thought you said the winner, like as like the winner of a contest. I was like, no. what does that mean? Like the Chris hates the survivors or something like that. <laughs> uh, no. So Chris hates the cold. Yeah. So it has to. So it's my winter-based movies. Yeah. I guess there's going to be a lot of Christmas movies in there. Um, <laughs> all right. I think I can handle that one. I think that one uh, will... Pr- all right. So is it Chris hates winter or Chris hates the cold? So is it that it has to be in a th- place that's cold or it has to be in the winter time? It just has to have a snow in the movie. All right. So Chris hates... All right. So Chris yeah. hates... All right. So it, could, yeah. so it could be either like in a place that's like where it's snowy all the time or it's a sure. winter time. Yeah. All right. I can. I think. I for some reason I think I'll be able to do that one a little bit better than slashers. All right. All right. I'm happy with that one. All right. Meanwhile, you're on the other end doing your top ten poor bastards. Yeah, top ten poor bastards. All right. Well, this one was. <laughs> I I got I I got winded on that whole prodigal son rant. I know. You just went off on a tangent. I was like, yep. I'm just that one made that. me. That one. That show probably makes me about as angry as Venom does. Yeah. Um, and which is appropriate that it was number two. Yeah, like I, you know, I was, you know, time after time was more just kind of like, eh, this movie just got, and then when I mentioned Prodigal Son, I was like, no, Prodigal Son is god awful. Don't watch it. They took a great premise and then just dumped all over it. (laughs) All right. But anyway, as always, thanks everybody for uh, joining us and listening to us bitch and moan on me. And (laughs) um, I guess we'll see you next time. Have a good week, everybody. I got surprisingly heated. Like I'm yeah, still, I'm still cooling down right now. Actually, <laughs> fucking prodigal son. Like the first pilot episode was actually decent, and you're like, all right, I kind of see where this is going. And then halfway through the season, I was like, man, this is. It, I I go from disappointing. The the <laughs> it was that it was a show that I go all right. All right, this episode wasn't great. Surely next episode they'll they'll uh, punch it up a bit, and then the next episode gets more uh, frustrating even more. And it's like it's like you didn't learn what was so garbage about the last episode. Oh man, yeah. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe, and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.